Hello, uh, my name is Renika Taranisha Abasingha, RTA for short, and I feel like I've been in a road traffic accident because um, it's been um, one of those tough days where you couldn't get any sleep because there's so many worries in your mind. And um, I am reading the story, I Know You, You're Just Like Me. And I've already outed myself that I'm dyslexic. And I've been procrastinating about this one because there's some Russian language in here. And I'm like, oh, my looking good is going to go out the window as people laugh at my bad Russian my bad reading but um, here we go so um, one of our closest friends is Stan Dale Stan teaches a seminar on love and relationships called sex love and intimacy my hand is shaking as I hold my iPhone and that's not because of how salacious it sounds, but I just think when you don't sleep all night and your blood sugar levels are all over the place, and um, it, it just makes my hand wobble. I don't know if that happens to you, but let me focus. Um, several years ago, in an effort to learn what the people in the Soviet Union were really like, Stan took 29 people to the Soviet Union for two weeks. When he wrote about his experiences in his newsletter, we were deeply touched by the following anecdote. While walking through a park in the industrial city of Kharkov, I spotted an old Russian veteran of World War II. They were easily identified by the medals and ribbons they still proudly display on their shirts and jackets. This is not an act of egotism. It is their country's way of honoring those who helped save Russia, even though 20 million Russians were killed by the Nazis. I went up to this old man sitting with his wife and said, Dushba i mir, friendship and peace. The man looking at me as if in disbelief took the button we had made for the trip and said looking at said friendship in Russian and showed a map of the US and the USSR being held by loving hands and said Americansky I replied Da Americansky Dusba i mir he grasped both my hands as if we were long lost brothers and repeated again Americansi this time there was recognition and love in his statement for the next few minutes he and his wife spoke in Russian as if I understood every word and I spoke English as if he knew and understood every word You know what? Neither of us understood a word, but we surely understood each other. We hugged and laughed and cried, and all the while saying, Dushba i mir, Amerikanski, I love you, 
I am proud to be in your country and we do not want war. I love you. After about five minutes, we said goodbye and the seven of us in our little group walked on. About 15 minutes later, some considerable distance on, the same old veteran caught up with us. He came up to me, took off his Order of Lenin medal, probably his most prized possession, and pinned it to my jacket. He then kissed me on the lips and gave me one of the warmest, most loving hugs I've ever received. Then we both cried, looked into each other's eyes for the longest time and said, Dos Videntia, goodbye. The above story is a symbol of our entire citizenship diplomacy trip to the Soviet Union. Every day we met and touched hundreds of people in every possible and impossible setting. Neither the Russians nor ourselves will ever be the same. They are now hundreds of school children from the three schools we visited who will not be quite so ready to think of Americans as people who want to nuke them. We danced, sang and played with children of every age and then we hugged and kissed and shared presents and gifts. They gave us flowers, cakes, buttons, paintings, dolls, but most importantly, their hearts and open minds. More than once we were invited to be members of wedding parties and no biological family member could have been more warmly accepted, greeted and fated than we were. We hugged, we kissed, danced and drank champagne, schnapps, vodka, with the bride and groom, as well as Mama and Papa and the rest of the family. In Kursk, we were hosted by seven Russian families who volunteered to take us in for a wonderful evening of food, drink and conversation. Four hours later, none of us wanted to part. Our group now had a complete new family in Russia. The following night, our family was fated by fetid by us at our hotel they played they the band played until almost midnight and guess what once again we ate drank talked danced and cried when it came time to say goodbye we danced every dance as if we were passionate lovers which is exactly what we were i could go on forever Uh, about our um, experiences and yet there would be no way to convey to you exactly how we felt. How would you feel when you arrived at your hotel in Moscow if there were telephone messages waiting for you written in Russian from Mikhail Gorbachev's office saying that he regretted he could not meet with you that weekend because he would be out of town? but instead he had arranged for your entire group to meet for two hours in a round table discussion with about half a dozen members of the central committee. We had an extremely frank discussion 
about everything, including sex. How would you feel if more than a dozen old ladies wearing babushkas came down the steps of their apartment building and hugged and kissed you? How would you feel when your guides, Tanya and Natasha, told you and the whole group that they had never seen anyone like you? And when we left, all 30 of us cried because we had fallen in love with the fabulous women and they with us. Yes, how would you feel? Probably just like us. Um, Each of us had our own experience, of course, but the collective experience bears out one thing for certain. The only way we are ever going to ensure peace on this planet is to adopt the entire world as our family. We are going to have to hug them and kiss them and dance and play with them and we are going to have to sit and talk and walk and cry with them because when we do we'll be able to beautifully and we would all be poorer, poorer without each other then the saying I know you you're just like me will take on a mega meaning of this is my family and I will stand by them no matter what. Stand down. I um, resisted reading that um, story of Stan's. I tried to change it for another one. Um, I just felt it wasn't, wasn't relevant to what's going on in the world at the moment because um, COVID and pandemic has put a kibosh on hugging strangers, kissing strangers, um, even having sex with strangers. And um, so one, I, I didn't feel that it reflected what we're going through and it might make people melancholy for a time that isn't now and let's stay present to what's going on now. And then um, I also felt there's a very much one of those Tony Robin feels um, to this whole hug and kiss um, uh, strangers. And maybe that's always worked for you, but sometimes men and women don't have the same experience, even if they might be in the same room and environment while they're doing this hugging, kissing, Uh, we're all one family exercise. I've had people make comments about, um, you know, being up close against my my, my chest. And then I had to do all my rest of the hugs with my arms covering my my chest. And um, I don't know if if we could ever do that exercise and men and women would come out feeling exactly the same way, be nice. Um, and I, I just I, I just think that, uh, yes, it, it will be lovely to, um, to have that spoonful of honey, of togetherness, but the medicine is, if you don't want to... Um, um, feel like something unfair happened is you have to be streetwise uh, when you're um, 
in close proximity to people you don't know. So, um, believe in Allah, but tether your camel, as they say. Thank you. Bye.